tuning into the metropolitan culture corner once again where once a month we what yes i know you know but maybe there's somebody out there watching who doesn't know maybe it's their first time at the metropolitan culture corner we want them to know what's going on right so anyway at the metropolitan culture corner we interview figures from the world of art music and culture from musicians to magicians from actors to activists filmmakers from photographers to poets to painters and more and normally we don't interview promoters not because they don't play a critical role in this world but because we like to focus on the people who are the root and the source of the culture the people who make the art the music the books the plays out of their own brains right but today we're making an exception because this guy is both he's both an artist and a promoter he does it all so drum roll please our guest this month is Nikki Ortiz. He started out playing drums in a rock band called Jolly Jumper that was very successful in Spain. They formed in 2009, they toured, they released critically acclaimed albums and music videos and they were everywhere. And then they broke up. But for the next several years, Mickey will become the drummer of a seven piece rock and rumba band called Alma de Boquerón, which is currently working on its sixth album and is also very successful on a completely different musical circuit. Thanks to Mickey's extensive experience within the music industry as an artist, he ended up learning all kinds of stuff about the business. And he decided to co-found a music production and promotion company called Alpa Music with a guitarist from his old rock band. Alpa Music promotes independent artists, it organizes festivals, gastro events, it works with city halls and nonprofit organizations on projects to help community. Their main focuses are concert cycles and customized productions around Catalonia in partnership with local governments and major brands such as Estrella Dam, for example, but they also offer rehearsal spaces in Barcelona, just outside of Barcelona, and they run a booking agency that promotes independent artists. They really are a unique business model in that they are run by artists and musicians for artists and musicians. As a drummer, Mickey is the kind of musician who we'd all like to play with, a tasteful player who knows how to serve the song, whether it's pop, blues, or rumba, and he can also bring the rock whenever it's needed. As a behind-the-scenes professional, he and his business partner, Joan Tarago, are doing their best to make the music industry a better place, which is no small task, let me assure you. So please welcome to the Metropolitan Culture Corner, Mickey Ortiz, who is kind enough to speak to us from quarantine. Mickey, thank you so much for being with us today. There will always be bands, instrumentalists and music lovers over and above the, the styles, but the show business is going away and the small cultural sector is harder to fill. It's a subject that we can talk about for hours. Does not mean that we are going to get worse. Very interesting things are done around here. We have always been a very cultural land and we hope that creators don't lose the energy to continue creating. Well, first of all, thank you for being with us on the Metropolitan Culture Corner. I would like to start with the most basic question first. You're from Barcelona. When and how did you start playing the drums? Good afternoon, Tori. Thank you for inviting me. I no longer live in Barcelona, now in Badalona, but the bass camp has always been around the Barcelona area. I started with the drums when I was 12 years old, but I have the memory of always asking for the drum set. But first, I started with the musical studios and the piano. And it was the school that allowed me to have a room with the drums to, to start my first steps. At home it was not possible acoustically and over the years I was already having musical projects and uh, taking classes. After you started playing, were there any particular drummers or artists who really inspired you? 
I have never been a fan of specific musicians or bands. There are always some you listen to more often, but there are many references from Charlie Watts, Ringo Starr, John Bonham, Carrie Bifur, Steve Goldman, or Miguel Lamas from Spain, for example. Many references of drummers. And later, flash forward more years, how did the band Jolly Jumper get started, which you were with for years? I mean, would you remember your very first show? Yes, I remember. But the band, it was a consequence of previous projects, experiences, concert rehearsals, and you realize that this is what you want to do. And so the requirements are to try the first project professionally. We were friends, we began to know the business of the sector, and we were ready to beat everything. And so it was for a few good years, we were young and the first concert was in a bar in the beach in Badalona. The first singer or the guitar was not yet in the formation, but from then it was non-stop of concerts, formalizing the band, entering the studio to record, experiencing feedback with the public, meeting other people and getting to know the business well. That all sounds really positive and amazing and rock and roll. So what happened later to make the band break up after all those years playing together? We went through various stages that slowed down the project, some due to internal causes, another due to the casual history of the sector of the trends of the moment. Internally, moments of frustration suffered by all of us. When we changed in the vocalist, it was a difficult time. Later, we focused mainly on the musical part, a bit frustrated by business plans, and externally, we were also hooked on the explosion of new digital platforms and other musical trends. The constant struggle in this country, if you want to make rock, that the project will be viable. And so after the last gig in Apollo in Barcelona in 2018, we decided to continue as good friends. And who knows, we can always meet to make music. Let's see. So it's difficult to have a rock band in Spain? Yeah, a lot. I think it's difficult because we don't have the culture. Maybe yes, with the international bands when come here to Spain, but maybe the public never give a good reference here and the industry or the business don't invest for this kind of projects. Well, later, instead of breaking up the band and then starting a different musical project, you decided to form a company called Alpa Music with the guitar player from that band, Juan Carago, and doing all kinds of things with a rehearsal studio, event production, booking, organizing festivals like the Happy Food Trucks, Concert Cycle. So why did you guys decide to do that instead of trying to find a different musical format and keep touring or something. The band and the company have a story together. In fact, the last years of Jolly Jumper was managed by Apple Music. Creating the production company was a consequence of the early stages of the band. And when we began to know the business and that we had to work with management, record companies, publishers, etc., etc., some things we didn't like how it worked. And we decided to do it ourselves. The fact of organizing tours for the band and managing other business. I give us experience and contacts. With Juan Tarago, we already started the business and organized our first festivals. And also having an extensive network of musicians and other well-known bands to do it for them. And when the company grew and the band stopped, it's, it, it was something organic, not premeditated. Although we always knew how to combine it well, 
but at the same time, as we knew the sector more and more, we are satisfied that the panel provides us the foundations for our company. It's great for us. I think it's interesting that it's easier for a musician in Spain to learn the entire industry than to become successful in the industry. Sometimes we need to do this if we want to work. The good news is that your company has become very successful yeah. in a short time. I like your company because you're always promoting independent artists. So what is the main bread and butter, like what sustains the company? Festivals? Yes, the production of events, yes, is the most important thing now in the company. Initially, we were more focused on booking artists, but over time, we have seen that it's an almost impossible mission in that country. The business standards are very well studied, and our proposal were based on long-term projects. Promoting the quality of music and making it profitable is increasingly difficult. Our activity is based on the productions of our own festivals, or working for administration or brands. You have your own productions like the Happy Food Trucks Festival, but a lot of your events are also in coordination with local governments from Barcelona or from surrounding cities. So what is the difference between organizing your own private productions and one where you have to deal with the local governments? It depends. Always with the public administration, the processes are more slow and bureaucratic. You depend on politicians and technicians for everything, and that can change every four years and start relationships again. But we work a lot with them and it allows you to offer services that they commission. It's low sometimes, but it's easy for work. Then there are our productions or festivals. If the event does not work, that's our personal risk. And in our case, we make our productions in public space with what entails permits from the public administration. When is it for a private client, you can contribute more ideas. There is more budget and you don't usually depend on the success of the event. So working with governments is a lot of paperwork, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you need someone in the office just for paper administration. See, this is the part people don't understand about the world of culture, no? All the paperwork. When you were dedicating yourself only to music when you were playing and touring with Jolly Jumper, you collaborated with an NGO called Open Arms and the band donated all the proceeds of the song Corazones Naufragados, which talks about the migrant crisis. Now, with Alpha Music, you also support the community in different ways, for example, with the production of the annual Mares Musics competition, which provides resources to up-and-coming young bands. And that's not something everybody would take the time to do. So why? Has it always been important? important to you to do something to help the community? Yes, we have always kept in mind where we come from, culture and music. That's the first step, like a musician or for the agency or for whatever. Years ago, we made a food collection festival for the production of Maris Music to help the American bands. Maris Me is also a good example of our philosophy. Although we like to use our resources for good ends, but what we like now is the time to do it. We don't have time for more things. As you've gone from being on stage to dealing with all this behind the scenes stuff, with the governments, with the private events, with the community outreach, with everything, what are the most important things that you have learned? 
many, 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 many things. Knowing this world from on stage and off has given to us a very good perspective. Understand all the roles and all the parts of the machine have to be increased. Otherwise, the show doesn't work. To be able to empathize with everyone all the time, to understand what the musician, the technician, the manager, the promoter, the press, and the city hall, the festival, the editor, the waiter, feel everyone. There are many people behind each production, and basically, it's team management. Even though now you understand all these perspectives of all these people who make the productions possible, you're not completely off stage yet. You're also part of a seven-piece rock and rumba band called Amade Boquerón, which just recorded its sixth album. So when you have time away from Apple Music, what is it like being in the studio or on stage with those guys? Yes, the family will get on. It's a pleasure to be part of this. It's the professional project in which I have been the longest time, for sure. Somehow, from the beginning, it was always good vibes. Without the pressure of the other projects, it was just to have a good time and continue with the track of the stage. So it has been many concerts already, and six albums. And thanks to this, I don't have the feeling of having a burlesque stage. And we have a lot of concerts, and recording in the studio with them is a pleasure. It's an annual gift that allows us to continue enjoying the project and it's amazing to be able to enter the studio every year and do this session to the fullest with them. Uh, if it ever ends, it will be missed for sure. You know I've seen you play with them with the Boqueronet live and I really like the band, so congratulations. So you have Alpha Music and you collaborate with nonprofit organizations, you work with governments, you are part of a seven-piece band recording its sixth album. And right around the start of the pandemic, you and Joanne, your business partner from Alpha Music, also opened a gastro bar and an art space in Tiana, a town right outside of Barcelona, where you book live concerts because apparently you didn't have enough things to do before. So what has it been like having your own space to organize live music events? Yes, and I in Tiana. More, more work for us. But it was an emergency, actually, because when we saw that the season planned for 2020 was being cancelled, everything, we had to do something with the company resources and the staff. And we saw that the public tender came out for the management of a bar, and we won the concession. It has allowed us to keep part of the company active during the pandemic, where festivals and events such as tracks could not do them. And we have been able to do musical programs in a reduced format and some productions in the square where it's located. And now we are happy because one more line of the business which allows us to diversify and it very well. Well, it's just there's so many projects. So with all the hats you wear, musician, events producer, gastro bar and culture space owner, booking agency, I mean, what is the best part or your favorite part of what you do? And what's the, the worst part, so to speak, of what you do? Yes, it may seem like a lot of things, but in the end, it's all a bit the same thing. Sometimes it's stressful, but also it's very, very rewarding for us. And the best, I suppose, the diversity of projects, people and places that you know, and the worst, the feeling of not reaching something or the feeling like maybe I need to do something and I don't finish it yet or during the years you learn how you can organize all this now it's easy. 
So now that you've been involved in the music scene in all these different capacities your entire life here in Barcelona, so what do you think of the music and the arts scene in Barcelona, in Barcelona, and in Catalonia in general? I mean, what kind of changes do you see? What kind of music do you see young people really hungry for? I think we are in a strange moment, uh, not only in music. But I get the feeling that 15 years ago has nothing to do with before the pandemic. The trends are very fragile and ephemeral. Uh, it's difficult to see consolidated projects in these times. And then the new generations have a very different path because the methods have changed. Their preferences are not longer useful and we don't know where we are going. All the sector, we are in the same problem or no problem. And our experience with booking has been very negative and frustrating with very good bands. There will always be bands, instrumentalists and music lovers over and above the, the styles, but the show business is going away and the small cultural sector is harder to fill. It's a subject that we can talk about for hours. Does not mean that we are going to get worse. Very interesting things are done around here. We have always been a very cultural land and we hope that creators don't lose the energy to continue creating. With the projects that you have done, like Mare's Music, in these projects where you've seen young bands, does it seem to you like these younger people understand the business or do they just want to play? I think that's the problem sometimes because when we are young, we had methods, not, not always the same, but you know, you need to record something, you need to show to some editors, you had some rules, no? And now it's different because now a 16 years old band, a teenager's band, the first thing you want to do is social media or how you need to dress. A lot of things, that's important things, but maybe don't want to do the same like bands from 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Maybe one guy 12 years old don't want to know to play a guitar or piano or drums or any instrument. That's the worst thing about all this. Because of technology, people just want to be on social media and it doesn't matter if they can play the instrument. But let's see. What advice would you give to a young kid who wants to become a professional drummer or who wants to open maybe his own agency like Apple Music? To be a drummer or have his agency, I don't have any advice to, to get him because everyone has his own path. But in general terms, I will say to him that to do what you like and that your travel companions are good people, I think is the, the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And to work really, really hard. <laughs> no? For sure. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us because I know that you're busy doing all these things. So thank you and good luck with your projects in 2022 and 2023 and on and on and on. Thank you very much for everything, Tore. It has been a great pleasure. Also, we call me there for hours and hours. It's a pleasure for me to speak with you. Thank you so much, Mickey. Good luck with all your projects as hopefully things continue to get back to normal, whatever that is, ah, right? See, this is the cool part about the Metropolitan Culture Corner. You get to go behind the scenes with the people who are the motive power behind the local arts, music, and culture scene. And it really makes you rethink the things you thought you knew about how it all works, right? So tune in on the first Monday of every month to the Barcelona Metropolitan YouTube channel for more exclusive interviews or check out the podcast on SoundCloud. Rock and roll. See you next month.